Today's sales leaders face a difficult task, selling the right products at the right time through the right channels. A new three-day program from Harvard Business School Executive Education addresses this problem directly. Join us on the Boston campus in August for Managing Sales Teams and Distribution Channels, where you will discover strategies that can lead to the best sales performance. Learn more by clicking the banner or visiting hbs.me slash sales. That's hbs.me slash sales. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to the Empowered Family Caregiver Podcast, where we help family caregivers go from stressed to calm. I am your host, Tandy Alasala. Thanks for tuning in to Episode 6. Join us over at the Empowered Family Caregiver page on Facebook, where we continue the conversation. And I also encourage you to join our private Facebook group where you can connect with like-minded folks, with other caregivers, and where we also continue the important conversation um, of today's caregivers. So today, we are getting practical. And I'm going to share with you some some specific tips that are going to help you to stay, get and stay organized. When you are a family caregiver, everything can come at you at once and you likely feel overwhelmed and unsure what to do or how to do it. So do you ever feel so overwhelmed with daily caregiving that getting organized seems unrealistic or unimportant in the big scheme of things? When I became an unexpected family caregiver, To say I was overwhelmed was a serious understatement. Now more than ever, being organized was an absolute must. It is one of the most critical things that you need to keep everything straight. It doesn't need to be pretty. It needs to be functional. I needed to rely more on more than just my memory to keep all the details and upcoming appointments together. So this episode is dedicated to creating your patient file system. All right. So the first thing I recommend doing is getting a three inch binder and labeling the following sections. Now, again, I'm going to go through all these sections. And then if you join our Facebook group, our private Facebook group, you're going to get the checklist of all of this information that I'm sharing with you um, in the private Facebook group and the file section. So if you'd like that, head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered family caregiver. All right. So if you know right now that you don't want to take notes, but you want to make sure you get that checklist, um, just relax, sit back, relax and listen. And then you can go there and get the checklist. All right. Once you have your three-inch binder, I recommend labeling the following sections. The first section is personal information, okay? Personal information. This includes your name or their name, uh, their address, phone numbers, employer names and numbers if that's applicable, and insurance information, hospital information, 
for any recent um, hospital stays uh, and any other names or numbers that you feel like you need. A pro tip here is I recommend, I always recommend to my clients that they have between two to five names and numbers of those 24 7 365 people the people that have said i you can call me anytime day or night any day of the week and i am there for you so those people you need to have that information um, their names and their phone numbers um, on and even email addresses if you want to correspond that way on your refrigerator in this binder under the first tab personal information you need to have in your phone in the contact um, section on your phone and or in your notes section on your phone very very important all right the second tab is medical information and what you're going to include in here is information on the diagnosis or diagnosis diagnoses uh, certain surgeries they've had their medical history all medications including the name, the dosage, how often it's prescribed, why it's prescribed, the prescribing physician's name, and the um, why, why it's prescribed and when it was prescribed. Because a client of mine recently had, their mother had started on three new medications and they had developed some um, side effects. And so I recommended that she first look at any new medications that the, the, her mom was recently, had recently started. Um, that's the first thing. Okay. Allergies and the pharmacy information. Pharmacy information includes their, the pharmacy name. If you can get it, the store number, the um, cross streets and the phone number, a list of um, doctors, and their contact information, including their address and cross streets, so that if you ever need somebody else to take your loved one to the doctor, it's in the binder. I also put test results in this section. Um, another ninja tip is if your loved one needs monitoring for fluid intake, um, you know, blood sugar, blood pressure, any of that kind of stuff, that would also go in here. Anything in the day in the life that you need to track from a medical perspective, put in here. All right. The third tab is insurance. This includes copies of the insurance cards. I made copies front and back. I put them in a, um, in a folder or in a, um, one of those protective sheets and had that available for people that needed copies. Um, a, a copy of the, your loved one's medical plan overview. Now in my case, my parents both had three insurances. So I had to deal with tertiary information and I put a copy of just the overview page of the medical plan and what it covered their contact info in this section. Also, if they have dental or vision, put that information in there. Any info about short or long-term care information. And um, let's see, what else? 
Oh, note that I did have a separate binder to keep all the explanation of benefits, the EOBs, and the bills. That was a separate binder. Okay. The next tab is finances. This includes your loved one's bank statements, receipts, any account information. If you are taking care of your loved one, you need to be sure to keep receipts and other documentation of money coming in and out. For me, it was more money going out, and I suspect that's the case for, for you as well. This is helpful for, um, for um, it's also important to keep this information for any assisted living or nursing homes uh, stays as well, and it's also important for taxes. All right, the next tab is household. Now, in my case, my parents had a primary residence before my dad's accident. So I needed to keep, even though I had moved them in with me, they still had their primary residence until I learned how to sell the house and get do that. So I had a household tab that had all their information, such as their mortgage information, their utility company information, all the account numbers and contact info. I also had a form that specified what bills were automatically paid out of their account versus what needed to be manually paid and the, the amounts and the due dates. That was really, really important um, to keep track of all of that. All right, estate is the next tab. This includes copies of wills, trusts, powers of attorney, advanced medical directives, any DNRs, do not resuscitate orders, anything like that. Next tab is attorney or, and or police. This is all, certainly optional depending on your personal situation. Now, my dad had a, was involved in a massive pileup, so um, I had this section to hold all the accident report information um, and, and all that kind of paperwork. Next tab is rehabilitation. Now, I had subsections for inpatient rehabilitation and outpatient rehabilitation. And I labeled each subsection with the month and year, the name, my, which parent it was, and the facility name. And for the outpatient subsection, I, I included in there things that the occupational or speech therapist um, or the physical therapist would give us homework, like that they usually handed out like sheets of paper of homework, um, things that, that they needed to, to do over the course of the next week. Any logs that we were to complete, um, all that stuff went into the rehabilitation section. The next sections, assisted living, home health care, and hospice, you may not need right now, but I included these on out the gate because I knew that over the course of my life cycle of caregiving, I likely would need to deal with these things. So I created a tab for assisted living and I had similar subsections that I talked about in the rehabilitation section. Um, I also included in here though, a list of interview questions that I asked as I went and toured these facilities. I also included space to comment on each of, like with observations or any follow-up um, for each facility I visited prior to making a decision about my parents' care during various times. And it was interesting to note that 
you know, I would observe things like obviously cleanliness, isolation, was food, did food stay around in in people's uh, rooms for extended periods of time? Um, Were nurse, was there, did it, there it appear to be a lack of, of staff? Were staff happy? Were they, you know, gossiping? Were they ignoring the resident, you know, the, the folks, um, et cetera. And I just made notes of all of that um, as I went through the tours. Unannounced, by the way, highly recommend that. The next is home health care. Next tab is home health care. And this includes the company information, um, the nurses' names, any outcomes or action items. The next tab is hospice. Now, for me, this tab didn't really become that important because both my, because my, until after my dad's passing, um, my mom never made it to hospice and, but my dad did, but between the time it took from being transported from our home to hospice until his death was less than three days. So I put information on about, you know, like the hospice, um, facility, um, just after the fact, just as an FYI. If you have loved one in hospice for more than a few days, you, certainly you can use this section for any paperwork related to the facility, anything that um, is important for you. The next section, doctor's visits. Now, here I had a um, labels for each doctor, you know, each specialist, followed by month and year tabs. So, for example, I would have oncology, mom, and then followed, and then underneath that, I would have subtabs for each month and year so that I could keep track of all the appointments. Um, I would have, um, you know, pulmonologist, uh, cardiologist, primary care, etc. All the information that I included in these sections were summary notes from the appointments that the doctors usually provided at the end of the appointment, any lab or test paperwork, and their contact information. Now, another pro tip for you. One of the things that I did was I faxed a copy of my questions, my concerns, um, anything like that about either parent. I faxed them to the doctor um, a couple days before the actual appointment. This did a couple things. Number one, it allowed the doctor to understand where I was coming from and the things that he or she might want to look for um, before we actually come in. And two, it gave my parents more of a sense of control because they I wasn't dominating the conversation. They were able to talk when they could, when they, when they were verbal, they were able to talk to the doctor and yet the doctor already had my feedback. So this was really a great, great um, process that I had with, with my parents' doctors. And so if you don't do that, I would maybe recommend talking to your doctor about, potentially doing something like that so that you can stay in communication with them and give your loved one a sense of independence in a way, you know, and, and let them, um, 
you know, have time, obviously, with the doctor as well. All right. Let's see here. Um, Then, so that's binder one, okay? Then I made a second three-inch binder with sheet protectors. And in this binder, I kept all letters and correspondence that I sent out on my parents' behalf. So keeping all the documentation that I sent out to, like, insurance companies, et cetera, um, or student loan companies, my dad's employer, uh, my mom's social security, all of that stuff I kept easily referenced. I cannot tell you how valuable it was to have this binder with copies of all the letters that I sent out on their behalf because um, an inside each sheet protector, I kept a copy of my letter or email or whatever it was that prompted me to communicate. I also kept faxes and that really helped me keep track of all the correspondence that was going on because I was dealing with, had a lot of balls in the air. And so I was selling their home. I was emptying another home and offloading that and renting that. And then we were, you know, I actually had three residences that I was dealing with, with them. And then I had my dad's student loans and then his school and then my mom's, my dad's employer and, uh, and the insurance and the, attorney and police. It was just, it was a lot. So um, I had having this binder really, really helped. Another pro tip for you, and this is just kind of an organization tip, but also just a general advocacy tip. And that is if your loved one is hospitalized, um, be sure to document any belongings such as hearing aids or dentures. I can't tell you, I actually just had a client who um, whose uh, mother was had dentures, was in the hospital, and the dentures were got lost on a food tray and got wrapped up in a napkins, and off they went. So this happens more than you think. So if you are in the ER or your loved one's hospitalized or anything like that, make sure that you talk to the nurse about all their belongings that are valuable, such as those kinds of things. And um, while nurses are pretty good about nowadays about getting that information, it's not, they're not always um, consistent about keeping track of the, of it. Right. So um, I made sure that they knew about my dad's dentures, hearing aids, etc. And we also took a Sharpie and we wrote their, my parents' names on everything. And that really, really helped us to um, keep track of stuff. My mom's oxygen um, tank actually did go missing and I found it. Um, around the hospital, her wheelchair also went missing. I found it um, because their names were on it um, in a Sharpie, permanent Sharpie. So those are some just additional advocacy tips as you're navigating your caregiving journey. Um, Again, this checklist of everything we've talked about today is going to be in the Empowered Family Caregiver Facebook group in the files section. 
I encourage you to connect with us over at our Facebook page, Empowered Family Caregiver, uh, where we continue the conversation if you have questions or comments. And I hope that you gained at least one useful tip today, at least. I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. If you find value in it, subscribe to the podcast. And, you know, hopefully I've earned a five-star rating. And share um, in the comments what, you know, your aha moment was, what you're going to take away from today's episode or any of the other episodes that you've listened to from the Empowered Family Caregiver Podcast Network. I want to give a shout out to the Caregiving Podcast Network. And until next time, stay empowered and calm. <laughs>